Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue. Hey, I get to do it this week. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Spider-Man, one more day. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as... Uh, no, actually, this week, it's a bit different. Still a marvelous one indeed, but not Mike. I'm joined instead by Mr. Mason. Mason, how are you doing today, sir? I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> My chest hurts. Uh, well, uh... Hopefully, I was going to say that we'll, it will get a little bit better, but uh, the story we're covering today is something that if you're not a, I'll put it like this, and I think that it kind of holds true. If you're not somebody who reads a lot of Spider-Man comics, you might pick it up and be like, ah, it's not that bad. If you're a Spider-Man fan, though, it is a very infamous storyline, yeah, and it's one that I think a lot of people do not like one bit, and that is uh, One More Day. Uh, which was the 2008, I believe, 2007, 2008, around that time. Uh, 2008, because it was yeah, after Civil after War. After Civil War, 2008. Um, I'm pretty sure there's also a little bit after Secret Invasion, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I, I think you're about right there. But what we have is, um, it's a story, essentially, well, to get us to the start here, there's some things we need to cover. Um, Michael J. Straczynski is the writer of, uh, amazing Spider-Man of all the, the Spider-Man titles at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a six-year run on it, and this story is the I end of his six-year run. Babylon Five, I think. I think you're right too. Um, but this Spider-Man story was the end of his six-year run, and then Dan Slott took over. I well, not, not, te- not technically. Not, it was they start afterwards. It was brand new day, that's and that's where they cycled writers every couple of issues for right. a good like two years, and then he took and over. then Slot took over for like a ten-year run or something like that, though. Well, uh, technically, he counts his start of ten year at brand new day because he goes until twenty around twenty nineteen. Okay, okay, um, but it was the end of one era and kind of the start of a next one when it came yes. to Spider Man titles with this. Um, a there's lot also of, a, there's also when uh, there's four consecutive Spider Man titles. That is true too. They yes. because once brand new day comes out, it's just amazing. Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. After after once brand new day starts, they only have published amazing. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I, I'm I'm cutting you off. So no, much. no, no. You're fine. See, the beauty of this is is when I get into the stuff like this, is Mason will be able to help keep me straight. Whereas, not taking anything away from Mike, but I feel like sometimes when I start talking about things, now Mike, sucks. I feel like. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but to get to the start of this, there's a little bit of the story for one new day. There's a little bit of just things we need to cover. And it's not a lot to kind of get you set up for this story. There's going to be a little bit of spoilers just to kind of set up where we are. But I think if you've watched the movies, you kind of, some of this will sound familiar. They use bits and pieces of Civil War for Civil War and of One More Day for No Way Home and things like that. 
So bits and pieces of this might sound familiar, but it's kind of a different story. To get where we are at the start of One More Day, um, there's also another storyline uh, from this arc, or from the Michael J. Straczynski run on Spider-Man, called Sins Pass that we will get to at one some point in time, too, um, that happened earlier. It's another very por- uh, polarizing uh, arc in a way. But for us to get here at the start of One More Day, we see the end of Civil War. And essentially what was big about Civil War, for Spider-Man at least, was in Episode 2, or Episode 2, in Issue 2 of that series... Uh, Tony Stark essentially gets Peter to join his initiative of signing up for the superhero act. And he convinces, he builds him like this iron spider suit and he convinces him to reveal his identity to the public. Uh Um, That is, and he's a part of that until he kind of shortening up a lot and making it, you know, kind of simple. He realizes Tony's being poorly written (laughs) and has to jump ship. Well, um, that and like, the people, the heroes that are refusing to sign the act are like being locked up in some kind of like the negative inter- zone. Exactly. Some interdimensional prison. And it doesn't sit places, well with Spider-Man. Negative zone. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with Spider-Man. So he decides, nope, never mind. And he goes and he joins Cap and he essentially becomes kind of like a fugitive on the run then. Yeah, he gets the black suit again. Not Which Venom, is cool. but just, yeah, just black the black suit. suit. Um then a giant battle happens between the two sides in New York with Cap ultimately surrendering, and it does lead to his uh, assassination around that time, too. But that's not part of the story we're talking about here. So, since Cap's side, Cap's side lost, Spider-Man has now taken his family, which is just him, his wife, Mary Jane, because he's married to Mary Jane Watson at the time. Um, something happened back in, like, 1987. So he'd been married to her since the 80s, in a way. Um, and Aunt May, who's somehow alive again, is still alive. She's always. Well, don't forget she so died. Old. Don't forget she died during the clone. I never find out. Found out how she came back. I don't. I don't know. Um, then this isn't the first story that's going to involve, and no, the next one since then that involved uh, May Parker's potential death. Um, so Spider Man, there he and Mary Jane and May are kind of like moving from just like run down motel to motel, like just trying to kind of stay under the radar because he's a fugitive because he turned on, you know, Tony and all this. And the thing that makes it worse and that's big for this is that in, by revealing his true identity as Peter Parker, all of his enemies now know the things or the people he holds close. And that's is what kind of sets up. I think it's five thirty-eight is the issue of amazing Spider-Man of where Spider-Man essentially like leaves the giant battle that they have just lost. And he's going back home to see May and Mary, uh, Mary Jane. Jane. And they're sh- they're in a hotel. They're, they're in a hotel watching like the battle on TV. Yeah, and then a sniper shoot. Yeah. And May gets taken out by a sniper. Yeah, she's it, badly. It, it, She's an old woman with a bullet in her gut. <laughs> uh, but it's a bullet that's like Peter walks through the door and he's happy to see them. He's like, oh, something feels off. His spider senses tingle and he dives to protect Mary Jane. But the sniper bullet obviously misses her, but hits May. Mm-hmm. And so May is in really critical shape. Mm-hmm. Um, it sends Peter down a very dark kind of just emotional spiral. Beats and the shit out of Kingpin. He does. He does. Um which is very interesting to see and not something you see a lot out of Spider-Man, but like it breaks, he breaks into prison to beat the crap out of Kingpin. Um, And it kind of leads us then to where we are here of where May isn't doing any better at all. She's obviously getting worse. It doesn't matter. uh, There's a part in the story where like Spider-Man, he, she didn't feel like she was getting the help she needed. So he like steals an ambulance and takes her to another hospital 
Like he is very concerned about doing anything he can to save May. And that's kind of the backstory we have up until the start here of One More Day, which picks up. It's a four issue arc that covers uh, Amazing Spider-Man 544 and 545, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 24 and Sensational Spider-Man number 41. Yeah, those were the three titles at the time that they work. Now, a little backstory here before we get into this. And you know what? No, I'm going to save, I think, the history part because I don't want to give. And I forget it. People know what this is. Um, Joe Casada was the editor in chief of Marvel Comics at the time. And he had had or from what I've read in interviews and things that I've heard is he just had it in his mind. He was of the belief that him and a, a lot married, of other people, him and a lot of other people. I don't want to just single out Joe Casada, but him being the editor in chief, he, it's ultimately his name, decision. Exactly. Yeah. His is the one that comes up a lot with it, but he was of the belief that a married Peter Parker, uh, was killing kind of the younger reader base. Like mm-hmm. younger readers couldn't relate to that. Mm-hmm. He also felt that it, you know, if they were to get rid of that and make him single again, make him younger, it opened up the story to a whole lot more, you know, or opened up the book to a whole lot more stories they could tell. If and only just they waited of, literally three more years. True. And just kind of... Miles ref- came out three years later. <laughs> refresh it a bit. Know. With Ultimate... Uh, with, uh, yeah, Ultimate... Um, that's when Miles came out in 2011. Like, yeah. Sorry, that was just me saying if they only waited three years. Yeah, it would bend us there. Um, but, so, he was a belief that, like, we need to have a younger... Spider-Man, we need to find a way to get rid of Mary the marriage Jane. between the two of them. Not even like get rid of Mary Jane, just he didn't want them to be a thing. He thought that that kind of hindered there. Um, the quote that I have in the uh, the uh, collected edition that I have of One More Day has interviews in the back here from both Straczynski and from Casada about this. Mm-hmm. But there's the one quote that I've seen, and I'm not going to be able to find it now when I'm looking for it. But essentially, Casada talks about how... Uh, um, where is that quote? Oh, it's very easy to unmarry a character or fix something. You just do a huge uh, unveil, retcon, and say a few events in history didn't happen. But that's really not the way we do things here at Marvel. And we're about to see. Yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, I hate this story. One for, you know, what happens at the end, but also just because it is absurdly convoluted for a thing that literally. Just, you could just go to a damn courthouse if you really just wanted to <laughs> do that. Or have one of them cheat on the other. There's, it's that simple. Well, there's there's so many ways just to do but But I get they didn't want anyone to look too bad, but it makes them both look so stupid. So I had not read this before. Like, my Spider-Man knowledge of stuff is very much, like, I love the old, like, Stan Lee, or the Steve Ditko, Stan Lee Spider-Man stuff. Mm-hmm. I love, like, it, the, the way McFarlane used to draw. It, I realized that this, the substance isn't always there, but like my Spider-Man was the 90s Spider-Man mm-hmm. for a lot in that animated. Mm-hmm. So I missed a lot of this. And so I got to come back and read this later. And in reading this, like kind of like I talked about it before, it's not the story as a whole. It has moments that it's it's not bad. Like yeah. Straczynski does a good job still of writing this. Yeah, and Casada and his, his art is yeah, exactly. not his peak, but he, he can still draw. I love the way he draws webs. Um, but I just don't like the execution on some of it, but we'll get there. So uh, we essentially start where it's Peter and Mary Jane in a hospital room with Aunt May hooked up to a uh, breathing machine. And they're under a fake name because Peter is uh, on the run. I believe the last name is Morgan. Uh, So May Morgan, Peter Morgan. Um, But the doctor essentially comes to see her. And since Peter uh, in the story has just like stolen a 
<laughs> he essentially just breaks into a hospital and like puts her there. Like they have no information about her besides her name. And a doctor comes in and he's like, you know, hey, we'll try to get her taken care of. We just don't see any like driver's license, health insurance, anything like that. And Mary Jane tells him, oh, we must have left in such a hurry. We forgot all that. And the doctor essentially tells him, oh, I get that. But like we can't do anything without any kind of show that you guys can pay. Like we can put her in the charity ward. And this obviously upsets yeah. Peter a lot because he's going through a lot. And he's like, my aunt's not a charity case. Like I'll figure, you know. I, you can't I do this. Hospitals. He's like, you can't do this. And the doctor's just like, well, you know, I'll try to keep her. I do like this moment at least because he stops him on the way out. And he's like, I'm going to try to do what I can. I know what you're going through. And he's like, no, you don't. And he's like, no, I do. A couple years ago, my uncle got saved. Or my uncle was in a really bad situation and Spider-Man saved him. And I told him that I would return the favor. And he kind of hands him the newspaper that has the picture of Peter in there showing him unmasked as Spider-Man. Oh, and it's the same panel, the same uh, David Finch panel, too. It is so the same, like, yep. Uh, and so cool. the doctor essentially knows, like, hey, I know that you're not Peter Morgan, you're Spider-Man. And he tells him, like, I'll do what I can to hide her. But if they find out, they're going to eventually move her. So a desperate Peter tries to figure out what am I going to do? Like I need to find some way to pay for this. He's broke. That seems to be a typical Spider-Man staple. Uh, just like a lot of us, I totally get it. Uh, but he has, he doesn't have the funds to, you know, provide May the support she needs. So he goes to the only man he can think of with that kind of money. And it's a man that obviously cannot stand him. And uh, they do not have a good history at that time. And that is Tony Stark. Uh, to the point where Peter breaks into Stark Tower and it kind of starts a fight between um, Iron Man and Spider-Man. I say Spider-Man. The beauty in all this, too, I I liked a small thing that you can kind of show the or see the, I don't want to call it desperation, but just Peter's mood is he is swinging around through a lot of this story unsuited up, like He's Obviously, he has clothes. no. Yeah, he's in his street clothes for all this, which you don't see all the time. It's weird to see just Peter, you know, kind of swinging through the city in street clothes. But he very much the only thing that's on his mind in all of this is May. And you can kind of tell just by the small little things like this. Um, there's a giant battle between him and Tony uh, and the two are fighting back and forth. And the quote that I like from here is. So let me kind of set up this fight. There's nothing really of harm done between the two. Um, Tony kind of just uses one of his repulsor gloves, I guess is what you call them, to set off like this bright light that blinds Peter because he's just trying to like calm him down and all this and like get authorities there to arrest him because he's a fugitive. And Peter just essentially closes his eyes and lets loose all of his webbing until he kind of cocoons up Iron Man. That's the best way that I always like to say is he just kind of cocoons really him up. It is a really cool picture in there. And then we see an unhinged, and I kind of like this unhinged Spider-Man as uh, Tony's talking to him and he's like, this isn't going to work, Peter. And Peter just tells him to shut up. And he's like, if it's not me, then somebody else will come here. You can't run. You can't hide. And he just tells him again, I said, shut up. And he's like, just frantically like trying to move the webbing away from his mask. And he's like, show me your face, show me your face. And he just rips the mask off. This is a very angry and un unhinged Peter Parker. And uh, he tells him, he's like, you're going to listen to me and you're going to listen to me now. And he's like, Aunt May is dying and it's your fault. He's like, I trusted you. Like you made me think that I would, you told me I'd be safe. Everybody knows who I am and they used it. And that's why 
you know, she's hurt now. I but, mean, he has a point, but also, Peter, he didn't put a gun to your head to unmask. That's true, too. The one thing I will say about the art, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily crazy about the look on Iron Man's face there. Yeah. I don't know. Some um, of his faces are weird. It's his wide shots. His action shots are amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but while he's, like, all wrapped up in the webbing, you hear the countdown of Iron Man's repulsors, like, as they're waiting to come online while Peter is talking to him. I did like where Peter just tells him, I'm not going to let, uh, he's essentially telling Tony, you know, whatever your problem is with me, May's innocent. You liked her. She was your friend. I know that you cared about her kind of thing. He's like, I need to make sure she's in the best care that money can buy. I'm not going to let her die. Uh, I'm not going to let that happen, but it's going to take time. So I need you to buy her that time is what he's essentially telling her. And he's like, and if you're going, and if you're going to help me buy her that are, and you're going to help me buy her that time, or, and he's about to say, you know, and Tony just cuts him off and he's like, or what? He's like, I don't deal with threats. Like whatever you tell me, I'm not going to help you because of that. Like, and essentially Peter just tells him, I was just going to say, or, or else Aunt May is going to die in some charity ward somewhere. Is that what you want? Is it? And then that's kind of like Tony hangs his head. And the repulsors come back on. Uh, or right before he does it, he tells him no, but there's nothing I can do without completely compromising my position. Like, I'm sorry. Everybody knows I'm like, you made your decision for turning against me. I can't make a decision in abating or in, you know, in aiding you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll let you go this once though for May kind of. Mm. And he just turns on the, when that repulsors come back on and he just leaves. Which I call, I mean, I feel like Tony would find some shady corporate CEO way to just give the money. But I mean, obviously he can't for the story to happen. Yeah. Um, and so he just kind of zooms off and he's like, Tony, wait. And he leaves and Peter is just Tony! furious. Yeah, it's the Tony. And he just starts punching the Iron Man mask until there's like a hole in it. Mm. Um, we then see Tony go back to, Stark Tower, and he flies back in to go get a drink of water, of all things, and he closes the fridge, and there's a picture of, like, Peter and May and Mary Jane and all of them on his fridge there that he looks at. And Jarvis comes in, he's like, oh, do you need me to make you something to eat? This is So Jarvis, at this point in time, it's, who, it's Butler Jarvis. There's different, it's, you know, yeah. AI Jarvis. This is Butler Jarvis. Pretty much always been Butler Jarvis. True. Yeah. Um, but he comes in, he's like, you need anything? And he's like, a late dinner? He's like, no. Well, there is one more thing. Uh, and we cut back to the hotel and or the hotel. We cut back to the hospital and Peter runs in to see uh, Mary Jane and they're like, are you OK? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. But I, I couldn't get it to work. Like, I'm already a criminal. I'll just find some other way to get the money. Like, I'll I'll figure something out. But no, Tony was a no go. And about that time, Jarvis shows up. And Jarvis is obviously very shaken by seeing may in her state and he's like oh i can't believe you know when master tony told me or when um yeah when master stark told me like i didn't believe him but now you know we we love her is kind of what he tells her and the doctor comes back uh, and he's like and jarvis says she needs the best you know the finest care that money can provide and the doctor comes back and he's like well that's where we might have a problem and jarvis says no i don't see a problem really here is a check that i have written out for $2 million oh, yeah, to cover everything. Part, yeah. Yep. So Tony does help, but to save, obviously, from keeping Tony implemented or impl- indicated or whatever the word I'm looking for is uh, in all of this, he has, you know, has Jarvis, Jarvis does it for him. Yeah. And that way it's tied to Jarvis's name. Um, so May now has 
the money to take care of everything. And the doctor tells Peter, well, it's good. Now she can die comfortably. Mm. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. Now we can fix everything. And he's like, I don't think you understand, son. Like, she's, she's a, old. There's a bullet in her chest. No, in her gut. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and she's like, I'm my job here is to help people just be prepared for that. Like, you need to kind of prepare yourself for this. And he's like, I, I refuse to accept that. So that ends our first issue. Issue two, Spider-Man decides, well, where can I go? Who can help me find if our modern medicine isn't going to be able to help find a cure? Who's going to be able to help me figure out how to save my Aunt May? So he's like, hey, I'll go see. Yeah, I'll go see a Sorcerer Supreme that I know. And that's Doctor Strange. And when he shows up, he tells Doctor Strange everything. And Doctor Strange essentially just retells him his story of like, hey, I used to be a surgeon. I looked everywhere for somebody to help me like find heal my hands. And instead of being able to fix my hands to because I wanted to use my hands to heal people, he just gave me like, you know, the ability to just fix people in my own way. Like I didn't find a way to fix what I was looking for. There might not be a way to fix what you're looking for. You need to accept that. But he does call a spell together to use. I can't remember the actual thing that it's called here. Uh, it's the hands of something. Um, where is this at? The hands of the dead. There we go. That they use. Um, and what it essentially does, uh, Dr. Strange cites some Latin. And what it allows is it allows Peter to kind of be like everywhere and nowhere at once. It essentially allows him to go through all these different dimensions and talk to everybody all through this time to tell him, tell them all his story to try to find an answer. Like we see a nice little panel and it's him talking to like everybody he could think of. Like it's him talking to Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. Reed Richards doesn't have, it's him talking to storm and black Panther. It's him talking to, yep. The excellent team. It's him talking to Morbius. It's him talking to the night nurse. It's him just like anything he can think of. There's even him talking to beast and he's like, so off every option, potential option. uh, Is that, um, I can't remember. I think that's a uh, not thinker. That's um. Uh, what was the? Uh, he's the, a Fantastic Four. I'm pretty sure he's a Fantastic Four guy. Oh, um, is he? I think that's um. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Oh well, I, I think I'm pretty sure that's a Fantastic Four guy. Okay. Um, I have, and obviously Doctor Doom's there too. Like he goes to talk to like Doctor Octavius. He's even talking to his villains. He's talking to literally anyone he can think of who has that, a brain, <laughs> who has a brain that might be able to help him find a way to save Aunt May. And the thing is, he's getting the same answer everywhere. And that's a no. There's nothing we can do. So uh, Dr. Strange tells him, he's like, I'm sorry. Just sit here. Just realize, like, hey, maybe there's nothing you can do and just move forward there. And Dr. Strange turns to leave to kind of give him a little bit of time. And Peter, being the uh, chemist, where's the line he says? I do like the... uh, Oh, I may not be a sorcerer supreme, but the doc and I have one thing in common. Even amateur scientists have to learn chemistry and biology, and both of those require one more little thing, a more than passing familiarity with Latin. And so as Doctor Strange leaves, Spider-Man goes back to the hands and repeats the Latin phrase that Doctor Strange did, and he essentially kind of disappears in uh, appears in like a ghostly form. Back in time where that night that Aunt May got shot. And while he's re-watching all these events, like, 
he realizes he catches himself in the parking lot and he's trying to like, he can't interact with anything because he's in like this ghostly kind of uh, shape. And so he's like trying to like interact with himself. And he's like, no, I remember having a strange feeling. Was that me? Like, what's up with this? I can't do anything. No, I don't want to watch this event happen again. And while he's watching it unfold, he is met with these just awful looking little, uh, they have a name. Uh, Yeah. They're like, they're, Time demons, um, not the, the TVA. Night walkers. There yeah. we go. So there are these hideous little like black creatures that can attack him, uh, but he can't do anything to them. So he's like desperately trying to which stop the events from happening. Yeah, I said which is unfair. Oh, which is unfair for sure. Okay. Um, but he's trying to stop the events from happening, and it just fails because he can't interact with anything. So he has to watch May get shot again. And he's about to, as he's sitting there, like, crying over May, the Night Stalkers come back, and they're about to attack Peter when Doctor Strange kind of, like, is there to catch him and sends them all away and takes him back to their regular world. In a really cool panel. In a really cool panel. Um, he puts them in some kind of, like, sphere, and he tells them, like, you got to stay here until you get better. If not, you're, I'm going to make up a word. I don't know if it's in your, your temporal form. Uh, we'll like something disconnect. Like that, yeah. It's something like that. He's like, you got to stay in here to like basically mold back into one, into one Voltron. You're in multiple pieces. We got to put you whole again. Um, and he's like, what you did was stupid. Like you, you, you can't do that, but I have to go back in time to where I'm not there at the sanctorum uh, to make sure that I don't know what's going on. And we need to let you kind of like heal back to where it is. Um, there's a bit that I didn't get that I feel like if I read Spider-Man more going up to it, I would at least appreciate the little tidbit here because there's a knock on the door that Dr. Strange has to go deal with. And it's him talking to Spider-Man outside, but it's a previous version of Spider-Man. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the, uh, I think that's the happy birthday story where, um, he, um, him and Dr. Strange, um, I think they go back in time or something. I've read it once. It was years ago. It's during the Straczynski run, but I, I recognize this. Him and Dr. Strange do something where they, uh, he helps him fight a crap ton of his rogues gallery. Gotcha. Uh, it does say if, see Amazing Spider-Man number 43 for the full scene or for the rest of the scene. Um, but it is kind of nice that they're like referencing back to it in the current like story too. So uh, Dr. Strange goes back and he's like, uh, he's like, isn't, isn't there some way, like how can you fix me up and not May? And Dr. Strange tells him, well, magical cures for magical ills, and it's not your time. Just as this is not your time, the universe calls us home when it is time for us, for your aunt, like it's it's her time. And Peter just still doesn't want to hear it. He's like, yeah, well, the day I actually believe that, I'll be sure to let you know. And he kind of gets up and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, they kind of put him back together again. And he goes to leave and he tells him, stop blaming yourself for uh, for the inevitable. Like, she's not going to be around here long. Keep or Stop beating yourself up thinking that this is your fault. And instead, just go spend time with her. Like, the last couple days or hours or whatever she has, like, go spend time with her. That's what she would have wanted. And, like, he keeps getting the answer. There's no way to fix her. So Dr. Strange is telling him, I think, a very good piece of advice here of, like, that's what she would have wanted. She would have wanted her last moments, like, to be spent with you. Yeah, because like, IRL, we, sometimes you just can't save people, especially when as they're older. Exactly. Like, And Doctor Strange tells him, like, we know that she's not brain dead. Like, you talk to her. She can hear you. Like, just go do that. And he's like, goodbye, Peter. Like, you know, and uh, dejected Spider-Man kind of leaves Doctor Strange. 
And as he comes outside, he sits on the steps as it's or the steps as it's raining, and he's like, uh, he's trying to figure out what he's gonna do next. You know, this whole existence being to prevent destiny from being changed, only a great power can defy them. We all die, Peter. You, me, those we love most dearest. We can't change that. He was right. You can't change that is what he hears a voice because he's thinking to himself all that. And he hears, he was right. You can't change that. And he kind of turns around to see who it is. And it's this little red-haired girl. And she just says, but I can. Ominous. And that is where we will go ahead and take our break at the halfway point here of Spider-Man One More Day as we are about to get into the last two issues and the crux of this story. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back into Bros, Foes, and Heroes as we continue Spider-Man one more day. Uh, the last two issues of this storyline, and there is a little redhead girl that has told Spider-Man that while nobody else can fix what is ailing him, and, and ailing him being uh, Aunt May dying, she can. So Peter is very confused by all this. And he's like, what are you doing out here like by yourself? It's not a safe place for this. And she's like, well, if I told you, wouldn't that be me talking to a stranger? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. She goes, so you don't want me to do that, do you? He's like, yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. And he goes, you don't understand. It looks like there's nothing anyone can do to help. Um, and I'm kind of at the end of my rope. And the little girl goes, you haven't even seen the rope, but I can show it to you. I know where it is. And she's like, what are you? And she's like, do you want to save her or don't you? And Peter's like still kind of confused by this. He's like, ah, and she's like, well, then come on. So he starts following this little girl and he's like, I don't not creepy at all. Yeah, not at all. And she tells him, though, I don't have a lot of time, but you have even less. And her, the one you're trying to save, she has no time at all. So it's very ominous that she's just kind of walking and Peter's just following this little girl here. And he's like, I don't think you should. This is where are your parents? And she's like, oh, they kind of let me do whatever I want to. They give me a lot of slack. I'm very smart for my age. I take after my dad that way. And she, he goes, oh, is that so? And she goes, yeah, but frankly, I'd rather take after my mom. She's beautiful. Oh. And he's like, well, I'm sure you'll grow up to be very beautiful. And the girl goes, and what if I never grow up? You know what your problem is? You're selfish. And he's like, wait, well, hold on. What are you talking about? And she goes, you're selfish and you're self-involved and you always put your pain at the center of the universe. And Peter is now very confused about all this. And he goes, or, and she, or the little girl keeps kind of berating him and goes, as long as you can go to sleep with a clear conscience, you don't care who else has to pay the price for that good night's sleep. The whole world has to answer to your pain. And you know why? Because making that pain big makes you big, makes your, or makes your revenge big, makes you feel big. And Peter Does this just goes, really tie to Spider-Man? I, I mean, I know who's saying all this, but it, I never felt like it really made any sense. A little just, bit. I mean, I, I guess some, but... I, I get it a little bit from the aspect of who, after we find out everything of who yeah. this person is, it kind of makes a little sense. Um, he goes, those are awfully big ideas for a kid. And she goes, I shouldn't have said anything. That's not why I'm here. I should just take you to the next step and let it go. It's time for me to let everything go. And she just takes off running. And he chases after her, and he comes around the corner to look for her, and she's not around. And there's a guy sitting on a bench reading. Um, 
Atlas Shrugged. I just noticed that now by Ayn Rand, which that's kind of funny. Um, and he's like, have you read that? Does this have any thematic weight at all connection at all to either of these? I've no it, idea. It does. It does. Um, so I'm trying to think of the easiest way to describe this for our podcast here without getting into a lot of it. Um, it's very much, I think it's it, the, the book is being used to symbolize this version of this character. It's somebody that is very much kind of like, I should, how do I put this? It, it just, it fits, it fits with who this guy ends up being. Um, a very much kind of, I don't know, it's individualism and how to get into all that. But that's a podcast for a whole different thing. There is a little bit of thematic relation there, though. Um, but he asked about this girl and the guy goes, uh, yeah, you know, she was just here one minute and then she's gone. And he's like, oh, well, what are you, she, uh, what do you do? And he's like, I, I work in software design, making games and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, well, that that's kind of cool. And he's like, yeah, you know why guys like me get into games like that? Because there's something missing. We look around at a world where there used to be a chance of being a hero, of being important. And it's just not there the way we used, the way it used to be. And you kind of get the sense that this guy is like, he's like, we play games and we read books because the world we got into isn't the world that we thought we'd be promised someday. He's just kind of like, you know, this is why I create a, a universe for myself because I don't like the one I'm in kind of thing is what he tells him. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's sitting there listening to this. And about that time, a car pulls up from where they're talking and it's an older gentleman sitting in the back. And he's like, yeah, well, this isn't going to get me any closer to finding that little girl. And the guy in the car goes, excuse me, you said you were looking for this little girl. And he's like, yeah. And the guy's like, well, get in the car. I'll give you a lift. I think I saw her, you know, kind of just back a couple of blocks. And he's like, okay. I love how Pierce is willingly going with all this. He is. He is. And so he just gets in the car and it's a very, like, the dude's got everything in this car. You know, it's like he's got touchscreen, super fancy, super scientific. He'd be like the uh, guy giving the secret agent the mission. Exactly. He's the Bosley, uh, except fancy. Um, and they're talking about how he tells them, like, you know, I came from this part of town, went to school not far from the older gentleman talking to Peter. And he's like, they hated me because I was smart here. And, uh, you know, I never wanted to be them. So I worked, like, really hard. I put all my time and effort into making something of myself to show them that I was something you know, like to show them that, hey, I could really be something, but you want to know what? I still miss one thing a lot, and it was just this girl, like this young woman in high school. She was beautiful. I loved her so much, man, and I would give it all just for that, like I would. It's just, and he's just kind of like talking about it. He's like, you know, I live in a 10,000, he's like, that's what I would want more than anything. It's just like her to honestly love me. And he stops and he's like, all right, end of the line for me. Uh, she's waiting for you in there, though. And he's like, uh, like down an alley. And Peter's like, I don't think that this is okay. And he like walks and he's like, right, hello, hello. And he's like, look in this empty alley. And we see a, I'm right here. To now we get a woman in red. And she's wearing this woman in this giant red dress. And she goes, I've always been right here. And uh, Peter's like, um, listen, I think there's been some kind of mistake. Like, and the woman goes, no, 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 no mistake. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you all your life. And I do enjoy like in all of this, there's at least one Peter moment, like just fills. And he's like, shouldn't that be my life? Like you've been waiting for me all my, and he's like, well, wait, no, 
it's just like like he has this moment of even in that where he's like just kind of arguing the semantics on that. Yeah. And he's like, I, I suppose that depends on how long either of us live. Um, but he's like, you know, maybe I'm having dreams kind of like that. Um, and he's like, she goes, how do you know this isn't a dream? Uh, how do you know that your whole life hasn't been a dream? Maybe is what she tells him. And he's like, yeah, well, if I wake up as J.R. Ewing in a shower, like I'm just going to be really mad. And he's like making jokes about it. And she tells him like, there are some cultures that believe we are dream selves. Like each uh, that we have dream selves, each is real as the walking selves, each living their alternate lives. You know, like, you know, it's just little alternate futures, little things that happen that change destiny so much. And Peter's like, well, I'm sorry. I don't believe anything like that. And she goes, well, that's too bad because you just met some of them on your way here. Uh, the guy that was the software designer who's very much about kind of individualism and turning within and kind of shunning the world on the outside. As one Peter, the older gentleman who dropped him off is another Peter. We yeah, don't know that, about the little redhead girl yet. Yeah, we'll, yeah and we'll the high school it. girl was obviously a reference to, to Mary Jane. Mary Jane, or it could have been Gwen. It could have been Gwen. Gwen was technically college. It doesn't really matter. But um, and we then get panels of like it shows where all it, she tells him like all it could take is just a few words, and it shows panels from like the very like his uh, origin of where the spider is going down, and it shows him walking to where he's gonna essentially the spider is gonna land on him. And then you see somebody out, hey, Parker, look at this. And he just kind of turns around to walk back to it. And the spider lands on the floor and scurries off. Just showing that all it takes is a few words to change everything up. And that's when she tells him, like, you know, that's what happened to who you met. Like, in one reality, your rage and resentment turn inward. You pulled away from society, from a world that you couldn't control, that will never recognize your potential. Losing yourself instead in the worlds that you can control and create because they aren't real are because they're not real and you lose sight of your own potential. In the other reality, like another self of you, you directed that anger outwards towards proving that you had value to everybody else, basically telling them like, Hey, you wanted to earn enough money to grind those who laughed at you into the ground kind of, but by doing so, like, you know, you want it to work so hard to prove yourself to everyone except yourself. And like, you're not happy about doing so, but these are all just versions of you. And I forget, what does it have to do with it all with the story we've been going that's to? Right. And she, he's like, those are the only two or two out of an infinite number that are, she goes, but I must confess, I find it interesting that nearly all of those iterations, you end up alone. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, is that so? So which of the iterations do I end up a little girl? And she goes, oh, that, that's another story you're not ready to hear yet. I'm not ready or, or, or and I'm not ready to tell you soon enough, though. And Peter's now at this point just kind of angry. And he's like, okay, look, I don't know what you are with this game and what you're playing, but I officially, I've stopped caring. I've got important things to do and not a lot of time. And the woman in red says, actually, time is all you have. And for these important things, you've already failed. Everyone's told you the same thing. Your aunt is going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. And we get the zoom in kind of on the woman in red and her eyes, they are glowing red and it's like an electricity kind of from them. And then the font text or the font changes, uh, not only color, but also like the type font too. Yeah, it it goes from black to red. But I can. And we get a giant full page picture of, I am the one who can save her. And Spider-Man says, Mephisto? Now, let me, how much? I mean, the the page looks great. The page looks great. But again, it's hilarious that... 
Mephisto literally pops out of fucking nowhere. He does. Um, if you're like, oh, who's Mephisto? Here is the easiest way to, uh, and I think it's accurate uh, to clarify Mephisto. He is the devil of the Marvel universe. Yeah, Marvel Satan. He's Marvel Satan. That's essentially what it is. Like he was like in Marvel, like back in I think um, it's not go Silver Surfer three. Like back in the sixties when he was created, mm. but he is created by like God by an, you know a, a god like being. It is mm. essentially Marvel's God and Satan. Mm. So that's right. The devil is telling Spider Man. I can save Aunt May. Um, Frequently uh, does issues with, you know, typically uh, Doctor Strange and all mm -hmm. that. He's, he's more mystical. He's usually on the mystical side. So, again, him showing up in a Spider-Man book is very strange. Very random. Like, out of all the characters. Exactly. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's what you want? Let me guess. You want my soul then in return for that? And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want your soul. He's like, you want to know what happens to the the souls of uh, the people who sacrifice themselves in hell. He's like, they suffer righteously. Like, you know, they sit there for eternity knowing that their actions saved someone else. It's like, that's no fun. What kind of suffering is that for me to enjoy? Yeah, but it's also kind of stupid because Mephisto, you should have realized that after the first time. Why'd you keep <laughs> freaking doing it if but, you hate it so much? Yeah, he's like, and really, like, where's the fun in that? He's like, I want, I want suffering. I want pain. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> Um, and so he's like, uh, he tells him essentially, well, no, I want something. I want something better than that. Uh, you said you would do anything to save her. Is that true? Or was that just a lie? Are you, or are you not interested in the terms of this bargain? He asked Peter and he goes, anything that big, I, I can't answer alone. I have responsibility to someone else because I'm trying to see if he's announced it yet. I he think might. he does it after she shows up. Does he? I think so. Okay, I'm double checking real quick to make sure it's not because he doesn't like I deal in the currency of misery, loss, despair, hopelessness, pain, regret, and sadness. These are all sweet to me, but the most beautiful music ever composed are there. I will go anywhere, do anything. Uh, the sound of soul and pain. Uh, yeah. So he like tells him he's like, uh, oh yeah, would you do anything? And he goes, well, she's right there. And Peter turns around to look behind him, and he's back at the motel again. And he like beats on the door and he's like, MJ, it's it's me, Peter, open up. And Mephisto goes, Oh, allow me. And he just like opens the door for him and he bursts in and we just see a speech bubble that says, I can't make a decision like that without talking to Peter. And now Mary Jane is sitting on the hotel bed as Mephisto is standing over her and he goes, Oh, but of course I wouldn't have it any other way. Speak of the devil. Like here he is. And so the two of them are standing there and she goes, or, and Mephisto says, well, I'm nothing if not efficient. And Peter's like, all right, enough with your games. Do you want my soul? What, what, what do you want? Like, what are you going to do this? And he's like, what I want is greater uh, than one paltry soul can provide me. What I want is the one thing in this universe that's truly greater than the sum of its parts and tastier than the sing any single soul I could devour. <laughs> he's like, I want that which gives you joy, that which sustains you in your moments of greatest despair. The source, not of your power, but of your strength, your happiness, your dreams, and your passion. I want your love. I want your marriage, is what Mephisto says. Yeah. And then Peter says... Which I love how... Um, I mean, granted, this is early... This is pre-2010, but it's fun, funny, because if you think about it for more than five seconds, you don't have to be married to somebody to love them. 
That's true too. <laughs> There's stuff, but in this instance, I know it's like, like for for the storyline here for, for with the Peter story. and Mary Jane. Obviously, they do, yeah. and it's odd. We'll get to a moment here later that reading this, like when I read a quote, I, it hit me, and I was like, I never realized that I cared that much about that part. And we'll get there to mm-hmm. it anywhere. Of just like things that I associated that I never was like, oh, oh, okay, that is kind of sad then now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Peter tells him, well, let me tell you where you can shove that offer essentially and mary jane stops him and goes no wait let's hear it out which is part of the thing i didn't necessarily like about this either yeah it's because i feel like it's peter that's been pushing for finding a way to save may yeah so if anything i would feel like it would yeah, make storyline sense yeah like yeah mary jane loves may and i guess this is hard on both of them but why would why would she even well, be entertaining does, this either she, she does ask about though but he, but he's like, no, wait, Peter, if he has the power to do that, do you or do what you say he can do? We have to at least hear him out, is what she says. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you want... I think they also wanted to give her the agency and not make it a full, you know, just Peter's decision. Yeah, no, and I get that, too. Yeah. I get that, too. I just don't feel like she would have... I don't know. Like, there's a part she brings up later that seems more realistic to somebody in that situation. Um, but he, she asked for her terms, and Mephisto's like... Uh, you know, you're the one with sense. Let me just say that enjoy the world that you live in. Like for all you have is one more day. That's where the name of the book gets from. Like I'll give you 24 hours to make a decision, but you will not remember any part of this bargain of this or the life that you live to this point. But there'll be a very small part of your soul that will remember that will know what you lost. Like he's telling him like, I'm going to make you guys forget it, but you're going to have that pain that you're going to know that there's something off there. Like you're going to longingly stare at her. Being like, man, that there was something there. Yeah. Lot, you know, which uh, for, for, uh, spoilers. Um, until like a few years ago, does not happen. They they actively they just do not like each other for a good chunk of the story. Yeah, um, issues after. So, um, he goes either way. The world you know it cares. Then he's like, you have until midnight tomorrow. Say yes. At that instant, you will either lose your marriage or your aunt. Is what he tells him. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, the world you know it's going to come to an end. Uh, and that is where we end that story, and we get into our very final issue here of part four of four of one more day and the cover just says enough said which i never really got yeah it's it's a but, really stupid cover yeah um also i I'm like not, the design not, but the enough said it makes no fucking sense yeah like if just that's good yeah because it's the mephisto glove with the yeah, he's eh, tearing eh. the page and or their picture yeah so we get back in and may parker has flatlined in the hospital and peter wakes up in an empty bed he's like mj uh and he's in a Spider-Man suit, but she's crying in the bathroom by herself. And he goes there, and he's like, MJ, and she's like, don't don't talk. Like, just give me a second, please. And she goes, first question, do... And she's, like, fighting emotions while she's doing this. And she's like, sorry, I'm trying really hard, too. First question, do you think that he can do what he says? And Peter's like, I don't... This is all we have. And then she goes, are you... And Peter asks her, are you? And he goes to like lift her face up because she's mm-hmm. not looking at him. And she's like, don't, don't let me, I have to get through this my own way. And he's like, okay. And so he moves his hand away and she's like, I don't, I don't, I'm going to ask you something, Peter. And this is something that I felt like would be a very honest question here. She goes, I'm going to be very selfish and I'm going to ask you something that I don't, I don't want you to hate me for asking. And he's like, I couldn't. And she essentially asked him, like, you know, May's led a really good life, Peter. Like, maybe it is her time. And that's this is another thing, too, in this book. Like, I haven't covered everything verbatim. 
But a lot of times when he's telling like Doctor Strange or like Tony about like, you know, because they're like, don't feel like you shouldn't blame it on yourself or like, you know, maybe it's her time. He's like, no, if it were old age or a heart attack, that would be different. But this is like, this is directly because of me. The thing that I find that's weird is she looks very old the way she's drawn. She's always looked old. I know, but like. When you sell that part, you gotta. I think you gotta youth and may up a bit if you're trying to sell. Yeah, make that. her look like Marissa. I mean, granted, this was years before. Make her look like Marissa Tomei. Like a little you know, bit. that's that's Aunt, like you know that Aunt May has plenty of years left. Mm-hmm. That uh, that was a life way, stolen, but she's yeah, but she's the way 70, that they do, 80. yeah, she looks like that. So I mean, like I get Peter not wanting to say goodbye, of course, but when he was just when he's always just and his like, reasoning makes sense. You know, it wasn't old age, but again. I don't know. These are all some. I, I get this. Yeah. I'm just, I, they're, they're, I can't argue about it too much because they're debating on whether or not to give their marriage to the devil. So, I mean, it's like, what can you say there? Uh, it's a silly thing. Uh, but uh, they go back and forth kind of debating this. Um, and there's a lot of like, you know, he's like, I thought about this and he's like, you know, uh, because Mary Jane's like, what if it's her time? And Peter does that same thing. Like, it would have been different if it were old age, all that. I, I just can't. She's like, I'm responsible, MJ. Even if I'm not, like, you know, the logical ways I'm not in my heart, I am. And it always kill me. Like, I couldn't live with that, MJ. I just couldn't live with myself. I'd break in two. And that's when kind of MJ has her own moment. She's like, oh, well, that's great. And he's like, well, no, I didn't. She's like, so if I say we let her go, then I'm responsible for you breaking in two. Mm. And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, don't don't do that to me, Peter. Don't put me in that position. And it's like they're having like this, you know, just just very heartfelt like back and forth. I will say, it's not the writing in this. Like Straczynski yeah. does a very good job in the writing. Yeah. I just it's don't hard like to the tell. Story. Who, yeah, it's also hard to tell who's if it's Straczynski or Casada writing it. It's oh, yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. So and I'll get to that a bit. This is Straczynski's last official issue too. It is. It is. Yeah. So we have like these long panels of them kind of just sitting there. And Peter's about to say something, and Mary Jane just kind of like shushes him. Yeah. They're just kind of enjoying this moment together of the two of them in whatever embrace. And he's about to talk again, and she hushes him. Um, she goes, I remember all of it, every little detail, and no matter what that monster does, uh, nothing will ever take that away from me. And so essentially, like, she has told Peter that she's decided that they're going to give up um, their marriage then for to save Aunt May. So Mephisto pops back up and he's like, all right, tell me exactly how this works. And he's like, you shouldn't worry yourself over such details, which always just seems like that's great. You want to make a deal with somebody who doesn't want to give you details. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, going with it. Yeah. And he's like, not a lifetime. No, your marriage is a bit of a stick in time that I will simply painlessly remove. All else will remain the same. And he's like, and Peter's like, I don't understand. He's like, well, you don't need to. All you need to understand is that your aunt will live. Did you hear that? Because you hear bong sound. He's like, that's the sound of your aunt dying. Time is nearly up. Mm-hmm. And so the two of them talk about it. And MJ says, you're going to put his life back just as it was. You're going to give him a chance at happiness. Because she tells him, like, you were just going to bring May back. Like, what about everybody still knowing his identity as Spider-Man? You didn't say anything about that. And some of goes, if that's all it takes for this deal to happen, yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and make sure everybody forget his identity too. Oh. And so that's where she tells him, like, you're going to put his life back. Which which is a clear, just like, we didn't think of that for a second. That was clearly added last minute. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and why should I do that? And she goes, because of what I can offer you. 
And he goes, and what might that be? And she leans in, and we can't see what she whispers. Mm-hmm. And Peter doesn't know either. Just says, MJ. I think it's referenced in, like, I think one moment in time, I think. I think so. I think it's so. brought up later. I'm pretty sure. I know, I know it's something stupid. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I remember that people not liking it either. Yeah. And he's just like, MJ, what did you do? And she goes, isn't time to? And then about that time, he goes, she's right. Time is running out, and yet only one of you has agreed to my terms. I can't go any further until then. And so, like, they're sitting there, the two of them back and forth, and uh, he's like, fine, do it. And Mephisto goes, all right, done. Now that our deal is sealed, uh, sealed, I must admit, I'm a bit surprised. And he's like, surprised? Yeah, as I've said, within specific limits, I have the power to change certain things. Sometimes all it takes to change one big thing is to change one little thing and then turn a possibility into a probability into a fact. You know, he's like, you know, those you met yesterday were all stuck possibilities. I thought you might find it in, uh, instructive to meet them. Yes, I'm surprised. Surprised you forgot to ask about me. Uh, and it's the woman in red. She goes, and I'm a possibility yet to come. But that's a discussion for another time. And that's when Peter hits him. And he's like, oh, that little girl. And Mephisto goes, yes, that little girl. Rather than bringing forward a possibility... I brought a fact backwards and he was like, and then the little girl appears and basically tells him I'm the child that you two will never have now mm. that, uh, you've decided to save the life of your aunt. Mm. And she, he goes, or the little girl goes, I would have been the best of both of you now that you've opted to save your aunt. And like Mary Jane is just like breaking down crying yeah. and she's like, I will never be. And she frowns in the next panel. It's a face and it turns into Mephisto's grin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nicely done though. Yeah, Mary Jane and Peter look pissed. Yeah, Fun, and it's like, um, go did, ahead. did you read the Nick Spencer run? I did not. Well, at the very last run, well, that whole run is clearly built. It clearly building up to getting them back to like getting married because they get back together issue one. Yeah, and then they're, like they're setting up, they're teasing all the times of wedding rings and all that, and Mephisto mm-hmm. pops up every once in a while. They're clearly teasing. They were he was going to try to get them back together clearly, but somehow it it's, it like it is very obvious like the last few issues. Something changed, and, they, and then they they um they undo sins past, but they change it to where they keep they keep them separated. They're still together until literally uh, the next run, but um it ends where um, Doctor Strange talks to Mephisto. And was like, hey, what do you do with Peter? Par- what what do you have? What's your history with Peter Parker? Mephisto never tells him, but he does ask. He's like, well, why do you care so much about this? Because Mephisto's been watching things happen. And uh, Mephisto reveal. Um, it's not officially said, but it's shown in panels that Mephisto does something to like invade, like bring hell to Earth. And the only person who stops him is a girl with red hair in a spider suit. So it, it's retroactively, rea- um, retroactively um, makes that he did this not for the pain, but to make sure that his da- their daughter never exists and like stops him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's weird how they retcon things, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I mean, it's a retcon that didn't need retconned, but it's a. Well, at least, it, at least it gives him a reason to do this. Yeah, I uh, still don't like it. I still wish they just got back together. But yeah, whatever. we get all these bongs of like obviously the clock striking midnight, and the yeah. last two things they say is Peter says, "I love you, Mary Jane Parker," and she says, "And I love you, Peter Parker." And then you get the last bong, and they kiss, and then we get a splash page, a two page. Uh, just splash of all the different moments from the run of two of the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the black, this was it. And I, it was weird that for some reason it never hit me. The last thing she says to him is 
face attacker, you just hit the jackpot. Exactly. You know, similar to the first thing she says when she's first introduced. Exactly. And so it's one of those where I was like, oh, that is a very Mary Jane thing. Mm-hmm. Like like that phrase there, and I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that Why hit me to, there. Like you guys wanted to do As this. They Why make it out? so sad? Yeah. And then we wake up, we get the last bong and Peter wakes up to an empty bed. Mm-hmm. Somehow, somehow Mephisto rewound, rewound time. He rewound time and he runs somehow. down his apartment or the, where he's living and Aunt May's making him breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he grabs breakfast and he runs out because he's headed to a party. He still lives in her house. He still lives with Aunt May and he shows up at the party. And while he's there at the party talking to Flash Thompson, we see him notice Mary Jane and there's an awkwardness. Wait, I forget. Does Flash still have his legs? Yes. Oh, yeah. Flash has his legs again. Flash has his legs in it. Actually, no, I don't think that's done. No, no that, that's, that's not ha- that doesn't happen yet. But he's for some reason not in the army for whatever <laughs> reason. Uh, but Flash tells him, like, yikes, awkward things still frosty with MJ, huh? And we don't know what it is. But Peter's like, yeah, I guess you could say that. I don't know if she'll ever forgive me for. And he cuts him off with Shh, everybody. He's here because Harry Osborne's back. Um, and that's one of the things that have changed as well is that Harry's back now. Um, so Harry's returned to continuity. Peter is still hung up on Mary Jane because he's there talking to some girl that has arrived there at the party with Harry and he's distracted by Mary Jane leaving to even talk to the girl that he's there talking to. But at the end they pour champagne and they toast to a brand new day, Mm -hmm. which is, the next kind of arc that started Era after Spider-Man. that. And that is where the story closes. Yeah. Brand uh, New Day was essentially where um, Zrinsky left and they decided to do an initiative where, because uh, like we said earlier, there were like three or four Spider-Man titles at this time. So mm-hmm. there was like a book every week, but they were all telling their individual stories, kind of like detective in action. So what they did was, okay, we're going to get rid of all that. Just the one amazing title to make it easier. Until they stopped doing that. But um, what they did was they cycled through writers. So with Dan Slott, Zeb Wells, um, um, Mark um, something ham, a, a bunch of people. And then all various artists. And they just, you know, they would do, they change it to where they would come out three times a month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to cycle through. And that's why there were so many writers. And they did that for a long time. That's where Dan Slott's run started. And then until Dan Slott fully took over. Yeah, and he took over for a while. Uh, one quick thing just to bring up about this before we close out the episode, just kind of the backstory about this, because I read into that a little bit more. And we talked about, like, like uh, it some, but Straczynski wasn't necessarily on board with the full story. Um, from what I've been able to read and post that he's had himself. Yeah. I think there was a story I read where I mean, like there's a reason they, he left after. Yeah. He hasn't really read anything since they in Marvel at least. They had Brand New Day already planned out. Like they were working on working on or they were working on Brand New Day and like the first part of issues. And there was even one point like where they had decided in like the issue that they got for issue four that Straczynski written was completely different than what they decided on mm-hmm. because he wanted to do things differently. Like he didn't like necessarily the way this worked too. Yeah. I mean, I also remember he, they really cha- had to change since past too. He had a very different original story for that. That's as true. Well. That's true. He had to Marvel like editorial change a lot of, and that I feel kind of what started the problems between him and there. Yeah. He also is on record. And for was saying was that he felt that if he didn't move forward and write the story, that they were just going to bring somebody else in to write it anyway. And that he felt like he had done a lot with that character to that point that, you know, it was like, well, I can at least control what what I can with it. So um, I think that, you know, others, because it's not just Joe Quesada, um, wanted a single Spider-Man. Yeah, Axel Alonso, everyone who worked on Road uh, Brand New Day. Mm -hmm. They all wanted a single Spider-Man. And Straczynski, I think, liked the... 
he wasn't necessarily with that. I think he liked how it added to the character. Which I do uh, too. Spider-Man. Right, I do I'm too. not married, but, and, um, but I like, you know, just him being and, an adult. And, yeah, exactly. Um, I will uh, add that I think also for, um, with the writing of this, that as you said, this was Straczynski's last kind of, uh, this is his last story there, and he hasn't done anything necessarily I, I since think then. He, I think he's coming back to do, uh, you know, one of those, um, you know, one of the things he's been doing where it's like in continuity previous stories. I think he's doing one of those. Okay. I don't know. I, I think so. I'm trying to remember. Well, that'll be cool. But there you go. So essentially, Spider-Man One More Day. It's kind of hey, if you've seen No Way Home, um, they found a better way to do that mm-hmm. uh, by making, you know, not uh, making a MJ deal with Satan and Ned and all them forget without having to make a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to do it. That's the part. I, that's the, I feel like people could forgive this if it wasn't having to. The fist that's was the weird part. Just beca- exactly like. It just out of everything if, again, because he you, doesn't appear in there. Like you could do so. He's many not in. Things. I've read most of this run. He's not in this run at all. No, only until just then. Until this. So like that's the thing too is why would you think that Mephisto would be there? Yeah. It just doesn't work anyway. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. One more day uh, coming up uh, here in the next couple weeks. I'm working on All Star Superman that we'll get into. Um, thinking about potentially doing uh, Old Man Logan finally. Uh, we got a bunch of different things we can look to, but a bunch of exciting things. Also, throw in some of the older, just absolutely ridiculous uh, comics that we love to do. And we have a huge stack of stuff from Mike's uh, attic still to go through. Just like also, sweet so another thing. If you're going to bring back Harry, why not bring back Gwen too? Exactly. Like if you're gonna do cra- well, if you're gonna do crazy stuff. So that was one of the it. things I wanted to add real quick before we left is I think that I read somewhere and I could be wrong, but like some of the potential changes were like he wanted to retcon all the way back to like issue seventy one or something, like from back in like the seventies mm-hmm. of like or sixties like he's like he had retcons. If we're gonna make this deal, like we're gonna change things like Straczynski did. Yeah, like if you're gonna he wanted do it. to bring Gwen back. He if it were he's like, if we're bringing Harry back, let's bring Gwen back. Let's do this. Yeah. And everybody they were like, No, we already have this with brand new day. So we're not gonna do that. So that's part of it too. Just add a panel of her being there. That's fine. <laughs> if, right. if, if anything, that that I'd want I'd rather I'd want to read that because you know what Harry does after this? Nothing. He, he's back though. He's back and he has a kid with um not Betty. Um Cat. He has a kid with Cat and then he's dead again. He's We're dead now. He's still dead. Oh. He didn't do anything else in that time? I'm sure he does something else, but nothing really that important. Uh, well. You know which Osborne does all the important things? Yeah. <laughs> not Norman. not Harry. Norman, Norman, Norman. Uh, yeah, Gwenpack could have been cool. Hell, if you want him to have a girlfriend, but because he dates a bunch of women, none of them last. People would I feel like people would have been fine with Gwen, Gwen. going back at, yeah, this, at this point. I think that it's either MJ or it's Hell, Gwen. So especially since Amazing Spider-Man was coming out in just a few years. That's true. But yeah, hey, it's either MJ or Gwen. I think they're fine with one of those two. Yeah. Um, I prefer MJ, but whatever. I get it. But that is Spider-Man One More Day. As always, appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts on the Rogue Media Network family of stations, roguemedianetwork.com. And until next time... Stay safe, everybody. There you go, Econ. Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about. This has been a Rogue Media Network 